Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> أرسله بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعصيهما فإنه قد غوى وإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا إن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إن خير الحديث وإن خير الأمور عوازمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة دلالة وكل بدعة في النار أما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم وذنوبكم وَمَنْ يُطِيَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَادَ فَوْضًا عَظِيمًا صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ Inshallah, in uh, today's uh, khutbah, I will talk about one of the relevant uh, issues which is happening uh, specifically in Pakistan. The flood that is going on in Pakistan, which has drowned close to one-third of the Pakistan. And uh, millions of people, tens of millions of people are, have become homeless. Hundreds and thousands of houses have been destroyed. <clears throat> and this is not the first time, maybe the gravity is much higher at this time in Pakistan than the previous years. But nevertheless, it is not the first time the flood has happened in Pakistan. Not too long ago, in 2010, a flood happened and about 20 million people became homeless at that time. And thousands of people lost their lives. And then in 70s, we find 1970, four to 500,000 people lost their lives. And we find many examples in the history of Pakistan, which is about 75 years old since getting so-called independence from Britain. And when we evaluate situations like this, as a Muslim, we have to evaluate anything that we evaluate according to Allah Azza wa Jal has revealed to us. First to understand when we hear or witness calamities like this, these are not unique to Pakistan, it is not unique to Bangladesh, it's not unique to India, it's not unique to Sudan, and on and on and on. And it's not only floods. It could be flood at one time, earthquakes at others, or tsunami at others. 
and on and on. These calamities happen to many nations, Muslims and non-Muslims alike. Yes, we see that historically from the Quran, we find Allah Azza wa Jal sends these kind of calamities as the adab from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now, for that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the witness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who informed us that those were adab from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, when we see or witness these kind of things today, we are, no, we are not in the situation to categorize these kind of things as adab or a result of the sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the best. And we leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to think about what is our duty now when we are in these circumstances. As individuals, as nations, whether Muslims or non-Muslims alike. And of course it's different for Muslims. We, because we are the ones who are not only the caretakers of the Muslims but the world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has appointed us be the caretaker of the world, the one who provides the justice, the one who takes care of the people at large because we have the haqq. We have the system from Allah Azza wa Jal to run the life affairs. Now when we talk about these kind of calamities, as I'm saying, this is not something new and it's not unique to Pakistan. We can go back to the life of Omar bin Khattab radiallahu an. He was tested as well, or the Muslims at that time were tested as well. We can see that Amr Ramada, the year of ashes, it became, the drought became so bad that when the wind was blowing, the dust used to look like ashes. Hence, this year was referred as Amr Ramada or the year of ashes. And the Muslims were going through very difficult times in the Jaziratul Arab or the Arabian Peninsula, including the Medina. And the people were flocking from the whole Jaziratul Arab towards the Medina. Why? Because Medina was the center of the Islamic State at that time. And Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an, he was the caretaker of the Muslimin at that time. He was the Amir Mu'mineen. He was the Khalifa. And he understood it well that this is his responsibility. Hence, he will be asked by Allah Azza wa Jal that what he did in that time. Now, we have to distinguish two things here. There's a thing called economic system and there's a thing called economic science. When it comes to economic system, that is from Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah has revealed to us how to collect and how to distribute the wealth. When it comes to economic sciences, which is how you deal with these issues, meaning the things that pop up, whether it's a flood, whether it's an earthquake, whether it's a fire in California, and on and on. All those things, they do not distinguish when they reach this calamity that reaches the people. It does not distinguish a Muslim from a non-Muslim. It does not distinguish Deobandi from Barelvi, or Ahlul Hadith from the Salafi, or Tahriri from Ikhwani, or, or, or Jamaat Islami from, from this or that, and on and on and on. These are the calamities that have been descended. Now, this is a time of test from Allah Azza wa This is how a Muslim takes. Because whether it is hardship, whether it's ease, this is something good for a believer. Why? Because of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that reminds us about how the believer is. When he is going through a hardship, he does the sabr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is persevered. He does not lose his hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he continues to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. And when he is at ease, he does the shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In both situations, this is good for the believer. 
So that's the point that we start off with when we look at the flood situation or when we look at not only the flood or any calamity is happening. And I'm standing here talking about the flood in Pakistan. It's not because I have brown skin or I am from Pakistan or I am from India or I am from Bangladesh. Hence we will talk about the flood in those regions. But when it happens in Palestine, what happens in Yemen or Sham and on and on and on, we will not raise our voices. No, we will raise our voices because we are Muslim. We care about them. And we will raise our voices even if it happens to non-Muslims. Because we care about the human being. Because Allah Azza wa Jal has made us the ones who are the caretakers of the world. Let's not be fooled by that. And let's not be begging left and right to the people who are cause of many of these destructions. I am not taking away, by the way, the issues of climatic changes that are happening. Or the flood which is happening in Pakistan. What we have to do here is we have to think about that as Umar bin Khattab when he was going through the, 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 the drought time or Amur Ramada, year of ashes or the, the, the year of Aramis when the, uh, when the plague hit the, uh, hit, hit the Sham. He was a caretaker of those people. Hence, it was on his shoulders and he understood it very well. And he is the one when they were going through this drought, they were going through this famine, there was what reports talk about that. When they looked at Umar al-Khattab at that time, they thought of it just because of the worries he has for the ummah. He will just die because of that, that worries he had. He's the one doing the whole Amur Ramadan as one of the reports talk about. He continued to fast. He did not eat, making sure that others have eaten. The Arabs, they were famous to eat ghee and butter was a normal food for them. And Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu, he stopped eating that. He was living off of olive oil only to the point, as the report talks about, his skin turned dark because of the kind of food he was eating. And once, one of his servants, he brought some butter. And subhanallah, because Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu, prior to that, he made an oath to himself until everybody gets the ghee and the butter, he will not eat that. And he will continue to live off the of, of olive, olive oil. And then one of his servants, he brought some butter. And he asked him, some ghee, sorry. And he asked him, where did he get this from? And he said, he found it in the market now, it's available in the market. And he brought ghee and yogurt. So Umar bin Khattar radiallahu an, he asked him, how much did you pay for that? And his response was, he paid 40 dirhams. He said, you have paid too much. It means right now it is a very expensive commodity. Hence he asked, asked him to go take it back and distribute among the Muslims. His idea was until everybody is able to have the access to have that kind of a food, then Umar bin Khattab an is going to eat that kind of food. This is how his response was when he is going through the year of famine, year of Amur Ramada, the year of uh, uh, ashes. And he said, when, uh, when he saw the situation of the Muslim at that time, he said, Subhanallah. And these words of Umar bin Khattab an, became the famous words that is, that is that, that, that these are gems for any ruler of any time. He said, how could I care for the people, people pro- uh, properly if I do not feel what they feel? Subhanallah. So when he is going through the famine, the, the ummah is going through the famine, he made sure that he can feel that. He did not have to. 
He did not himself have to. He had enough that he could have bought for himself. But he is the caretaker. He is making sure that the burden from his shoulder have been taken off. So he is taking care of the people as much as he could within his capacity. Today, what we see is the opposite of it. What we find is the kind of people who are running the affairs. They will snatch the food from the hands of the poor. And they will make sure not only that their stomachs are full, but they will have excessive food that they will continue to waste even. This is the reality we are living in. Go look at the, 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 the sizes of those people who are ruling over us. I'm talking about but physically, unhealthy sizes. Their the stomachs are getting bigger and bigger by eating. Umar al-Khattar once he met a person and he touched his stomach because his gut was hanging out. And he said, what is this? And his response was, Barakatun min Allah. This is the barakah from Allah. And the response of Umar al-Khattab was, Bal hadha adab min Allah. No, rather, it is adab, the punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what you are doing. And you can find many examples in the time of Umar al-Khattab. I will not go into the detail, or this is not the talk about Umar al-Khattab here. But to remind us that, look, this is the responsibility. Because when we talk about floods in Pakistan, Yes, there could be a natural disaster. It could be because the climatic changes are happening. But there is something that we have in control. There are things that we can do. The dams that the people can build. The nations can build. And that's what the people do. Even the nation who are below water level, they're living. And they build the, they build the dams and they continue to survive. While on our side, what we find is, we see year after year, these floods happen, whether it's India that opens the water towards the Pakistan, or whether it's natural, either way, we are given the, the chance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the capability, the way of thinking, so we can prevent these things ahead of time. And floods, my brothers and sisters who are resisting, that it's not that something you cannot think of it or prepare for it ahead of time, especially in a country like Pakistan, where the monsoon rain happens every year. Every year, this is not something new. And these floods have happened in the past. I was reading the numbers about 2020, when 20 million people became homeless. That was more than number of people who became homeless by the tsunami, by the earthquake that happened in Pakistan together. And we know that now this year, the flood which is happening is about, they're saying, is about 33 million plus people are homeless at this time. Which means probably this is, this is a summation, if you put all those numbers together, 2010 flood, or the tsunami, and the 2005 earthquake in Pakistan, all those numbers together, probably this number will be higher. So what I mean by that is, we are seeing this over and over. How many times we have to see this, and then we think about it, oh, we can do the prevention here. Because, but the thing is, the ones who are the caretaker, the ones who have taken this responsibility of taking care of it, they are not taking care of it. Yes, alhamdulillah, the individuals are doing a tremendous job. Muslims on individual level, or the groups level, here and there, the parties are getting together to help the Muslims as much as they can. Even the ones who do not have enough for themselves, they are giving from their own, whatever they have. Alhamdulillah, they're doing that. But this is after all that tra tragedy has happened that could have been prevented. But unfortunately, what we find, even after this has happened, 
What we see is, we'll find those political parties, whether they are Islamic political parties, or the one who are calling for uh, secular ideas, we find, yes, they like to help, at the same time, they like to reap the fruits of them. So make sure everybody knows they are the one who are helping. This, can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to accept a deed like this which is done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we are hoping something else besides Allah? Allah Rasulullah says, Inna Allah la yaqbalu min al-amal illa ma kana lahu khalisa wa butuhiya bihi wajhu. Subhanallah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept a deed, does not accept a deed except it is done for him khalisatan, meaning it is only done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If anything else is pursued other than, other than the, the wajh of Allah, other than the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept the shirk. The action that is done for, supposed to be done for only Allah, it has to be done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we are doing the sadaqah for, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we are doing the zakah for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we are praying for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we cannot pursue anything but the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those actions. And when it comes to humanitarian actions also, yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obliges us to do the humanitarian action. But it has to be done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again. We should not make it a political stunt that we are the only ones who are going to take care of the nation from there on because we can collect the money which is not even our own and will distribute to the people and show them with the, all those photo apps. should make sure everybody's picture comes up. Rather than thinking of, this is for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. So there are two prongs here, brothers. Alhamdulillah, individuals and groups are doing the job, but we have to advise each other. Deen al nasiha Deen is a nasiha Deen is an advice for all of us. Lillahi wa rasooli wa kitabi. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the messenger. For the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the a'immatul muslimin. Wa'ammatul muslimin. That it is also for the leaders of the Muslims. And the regular Muslims. And that we can go into the tafsir or the seer of the, these ahadith in detail. But for the, because of not, not enough time. I just want to remind us, this is an advice. So when we are engaged in this individual or party level works, make sure we are doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And remind each other, Allah has given us the opportunity to be, the, to be in the other side who can be the problem solvers. So that's on the individual or the groups level that we have around us, organizations that we have working for this cause. And on the, at the same time, we have to make sure the ones who are accountable, they should be held accountable as well. When the people who have taken the power to take care of the affairs of the Muslim Ummah, they must be held accountable for that. In Pakistan, we've been hearing this for decades that Kalabag Dam has to, be, has to be created. And it's a natural kind of a dam. It's not even, doesn't take much. But because of all the political issues that have been going around, the people who are up there to fill their own pockets, they don't care about the people. They're not the ones who are suffering right now. They're probably sitting in a France or somewhere thinking of, oh, the water is like a, a, a sitting on water now. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. This is the kind of a garbage kind of a people that we face today. So it's not the issue of pointing the fingers at anybody. It's the issue of Islam. Islam is the one that tells us that the deen is an advice. And the part of the advice is 
whether it's Aimmatul Muslimin, the one who are leaders among the Muslimin, or the regular Muslims, that we have to continue to do Amr bil Ma'roof and the Munkar. We have to enjoin the good and forbid the evil. And if there is something wrong going on, there are lapses going on, we have to make sure they have been taken care of. Let's not become silent and think of it as here, there's a statement has been said, don't ask, the, 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 I, 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 maybe I'm quoting it wrong, but don't ask your country what they can do for you. Ask yourself what you can do for the country. As a Muslim, we don't think this way. We think of, we have to ask them, the one who are do, not doing their job, and we have to ask ourselves if we are doing the job that we should be doing. We are both accountable. And in Islam, we also hold the others accountable if this is their job. Every one of you is a shepherd. Every one of you is a mas'ul. Every one of you is responsible for whatever subject you are on. Al-Imam, the one who is a leader of the Muslim Ummah, he is a, he's a, he's a, he's a caretaker. He is the one who is responsible in front of Allah for all the subject under him. So anyone who is taking any kind of authority as a husband or as a wife or as a, as a caretaker of the nation, whatsoever is your position, Allah will hold us accountable for whatever is under you, whatever is your subject. Hence we have to remind those leaders as well as part of our love that we want them to be successful in this dunya and akhirah as well. So we have to make them straight. So when it comes to flood, let's not just think of it as only a humanitarian issue. Yes, it's a humanitarian issue right now. And we should all dig deep in our pockets to help as much as we can. But at the same time, we have to find out why these floods are happening also. How it can be prevented. None of us do that for our own individual life. If there is a threat or something, many of us, oh, they put the cameras outside the houses. Nobody enters the house. If somebody enters, I can see who's coming and who's, not, who's leaving. For ourselves, we can do all sorts of preventions. For individuals, when it comes to the nation, when it comes to those people who are supposed to take care of the ummah, supposed to take care of the world, we always find some ways, or they try to train our mind this way. Don't ask us, ask yourself. Yes, we ask ourselves, and we ask you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.